Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell in Seattle, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. On Monday, we listened to an audio clip from the writer David Sedaris talking about how much he liked being overlooked when he was living in a foreign city and about how sometimes people don't see foreigners or immigrants as complete people. And for him, he found that to be a gift. If you want to hear the entire discussion and what we thought about his take on things, you can listen to episode 467. Listen to that first, and then join me here for a few additional thoughts that I wanted to share, things that came up as I thought about that discussion after the fact. And my first thought had to do with a line that Mr. Sedaris says in the clip that we played. And I'm just going to replay that particular line for you. And I want to mention that just for clarity's sake, I have edited his clip a little bit from what he originally said. You know, one beautiful thing about living in another country is that people don't think you really count in a way. They often don't count you as a complete human being. And to have people treat you that way, for me, it's like they're handing me money. The more I thought about that line, the more it reminded me of being in college. I was a creative nonfiction writing and English lit major. And as a part of the writing training, I was constantly being taught to observe and to make note of those observations in notebooks. The idea was it would help me see the world more specifically, more richly, and in doing so, I would be able to describe it in detail and bring it alive for others. The writing and observing was also supposed to help me remember details since I was going to be working in the nonfiction realm. Like, for instance, all these years later, I can remember two young men who were working at an oil change shop. There were no customers there, and it was a sunny afternoon, and they were out in the driveway hitting a tennis ball back and forth with rackets. This rather mundane event happened about 25 years ago, and I observed it while riding a bus that was passing by. And the only reason I remember that is because I wrote it down. Back then, I would often be sitting in places with a notebook, not just parks or cafes, but a crowded grocery store, for instance, or a public restroom. And I would watch people, and I would listen, and I would fill the pages of my notebook with observations. Now, going back to David Sedaris, he is a humorist and a memoirist and an essayist, a lot of ists, and he writes from his life, and he writes what he observes. And he is also now a famous writer. He has a very recognizable voice, and people also know his face. He has done a lot of public appearances. He's not as anonymous as he once was when he was picking up those observations. So I imagine that part of being overlooked for him, and why it's like people handing him money, is that he can observe without detection in those situations. And those observations might indeed make it into a book which might actually bring him money. 
So that was a thought I wanted to add to Monday's discussion. But I also came across this story that related to the idea of being overlooked in a new country. It's a little story by Zarka Shabir, who immigrated to the U.S. from Kashmir, India in 2013. And I want to read you the experience that she shared. This is her words. No one tells you how your experience as an immigrant will begin with acknowledging yourself as less. You are a brown woman waiting in line at JFK, fumbling to make sure your papers are in order, wondering whether your name is too jagged, too Muslim, that it won't roll off the tongue. You watch as people with fairer skin pass you by. Global entry, they will say, for the pre-approved, low risk. Remember they said global, not equal. You will hear how hard it can be to integrate. You will get advice on what news to watch, which to forget. You will attempt seeming familiar, attempt the humor, laugh along when you can't. But no one will warn you of the loneliness. No one will tell you that you will want to reach into a city's guts to find food that smells like your own, to find places that feel like your own. No one tells you that you will find comfort in shared language because sometimes you will feel your mother tongue crumbling in your memory. When you speak English, it will feel like reaching across invisible walls, your body strained from the effort. You will have crossed oceans, but these barriers will feel insurmountable. What they don't tell you, but you must know, is that after some time has passed, you will find people who will make you feel less foreign. You will know love, friendship, and joy. And in that space between living and belonging, perhaps you will even look back at your country with its chewed-up streets, its battered landscapes, its beloved sky, and want to hold it to your chest. You will realize just what it takes to build a home. Those are some added thoughts from Zarka Shabir. And from here, I'm Katie Sewell in Seattle. Thanks for listening, and please tell your friends, your fellow podcast listeners, your book clubs, your travel partners, everyone you know, tell them about this show. And if you have a topic that you want covered, send us an email, bittersweetlifepodcast at gmail.com. And finally, next week on the bonus episode that goes out to our monthly supporters, we will be experiencing the very moment when Tiffany meets her husband, Claudio, in Rome for the very first time. Become a monthly supporter. Get those bonus episodes at patreon.com slash the bittersweet life podcast, or you can find the links in the show notes. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell.